Hey everyone, your favorite real pastors are back and we are here ready for another review for mm -hmm. you. So for our Friday edition of Real Pastors, we get to talk a brand new movie. And a How about that? MCU movie. In the theater. In the theater. Yep. So first thing before we start off, Gary, I, did, I said this to you last night. Gary and I went together to the movie. Uh, and then last night when we got up, I didn't realize how packed the movie was. Mm -hmm. And I was like, ah, this is nice. Yeah. This is very nice. I was very excited. That was a really cool moment because we got there. What was it? Right when the um, right when the preview started. We got there right when the preview started. And so it was dark. We're trying to find our seats, E7, E8, you know. And, uh, you know, the whole dark moments in the theaters, you know. Yeah. And so we didn't realize how packed it was until that moment the lights came on. We stood up and people were just surrounding us. And it was just like, we're back. Look at that. You know, it was it gave me some joy, gave me some peace that we had some normalcy. And I told Efren, I said, uh, I wish we could go back to a, a year ago when we started this show. And especially me when my hope, all hope was lost in the future of mm -hmm. theaters. You know, we we're in the swing of COVID's. And uh, I wish I, we could go back and just say, hey, it'll be okay. It'll be yeah. okay. So how about that? Yeah, I know that part was very exciting. And I was glad uh, to be there, to be back and seeing people, you know, pretty much flocking back, it seems like, to the theater mm -hmm. uh, for this one. So, of course, as you know, if you've seen the title, we went and saw Black Widow last night, which mm -hmm. officially, you know, officially released today, I guess. But, you know, yeah in lieu of midnight showings, they now do Thursday night showings. So that's uh, why Gary and I got to go see it. And, uh, and so we went to go see Black Widow, um, one that both of us were really looking forward to seeing. Uh, yeah. we, we had our reservations going in, and uh, now you get to see our thoughts. So here we go, talking about Black Widow. And, you know, there's the logo. There's, mm -hmm. you know, pretty, pretty much the three main players right there. Yeah. Um, of the whole movie. There's your core of the movie. Scarlett yeah. Johansson, Black Widow, and uh, Red Guardian, mm -hmm. and, the, and the other one. I can't remember her name. <laughs> yeah. yeah, some some Russian name. She didn't yeah, have Lena. a cool like, yeah. superhero yeah. name. She was just, I forget the character's name. Mm -hmm. uh, but pretty much those are your three main players. Um, and and just like a quick kind of oversight, uh, oversight overview here um, about this one is like, you know, you pretty much have Black Widow. This takes place after Civil War. Yeah, it's so, important to know that. Yeah, very important to know that. So this yeah. takes place literally like right after, like I think like I think it's said two weeks later or something. Like shortly mm -hmm. after the the events of Civil War is when this movie takes place. But of course, mm -hmm. it happens before Infinity War, and it kind of leads into, mm -hmm. um, it kind of leads into like the Infinity War stuff. Um, if, if you if you remember the end credit scene of Civil War, um. The end credit scene there is that they come out and uh, Cap comes out and is starting to break people out of prison. Mm -hmm. um, so this kind of like leads into that kind of section of things mm -hmm. that leads into Infinity War as well. Yeah. So that's very important to know yeah. um, that that this is where this takes place. And, uh, and coming up here, does this review contain any spoilers? Um, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Man, Gary, can we do this without spoilers? I mean, this is... I mean, I think we can try our best, right? I mean, we kind of have to because we want people to go to the theater to watch this thing. Yeah, we do. Yeah. So, yeah, um, this, this will I th be... I think we can do it without spoiling. Yeah, this I will be so. spoiler-free. Yeah. Don't you worry. Don't uh, worry. Yeah. Yeah, we'll keep this spoiler-free. But what we told you, again, you should know this going in so you know what's going on. We'll save the spoilers for the Fix-It episode. 
<laughs> there we go. <laughs> Don't want to play my hand too soon, but just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, so a couple of things on that. So that's what we wanted to put out there first. Like, no, this is when this takes place. Here's what's happening. And we're, and we're diving into a little bit, a lot more really into the backstory mm-hmm. of Black Widow and things like that. So that is yeah. what we are doing. And I, into. I'm glad you said that because I wish I would have done my homework before I, we went and saw this last night because I just, I've been so removed out of this universe, you know, yes, we've had Falcon and Winter Soldier and Loki and, uh, 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 WandaVision, but I just forgot about what was going on during this time. So when it started, I'm sitting there thinking, I'm thinking about Endgame, and I was like, wait a minute, where is this? I leaned over to you and I was just like, just a bad movie goer. I was like, this is after Silver War. You're like, yeah. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. You're like, shut up. I was like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it is so important to, cause if you don't, it'll take you out of the movie if you don't, if you don't grasp that. Yeah. Yeah. And it has to be like this. This is definitely a, a prequel in sense of everything else that you already know that is going on. Um, so you got to keep that in mind as well. And I did want to show this Gary, cause I saw, I saw this before we dig into our view and I thought this was actually like pretty cool. And so check out that IMAX poster that they that made. That is pretty sick. Yeah. So the world needs to know this is a pretty sick yeah. IMAX poster. Yeah. So if any of y'all can get your hands on this poster, I suggest that you do because this is one yeah. of the better posters. I mean, because especially that Marvel. That is, yeah. I mean, we, we've seen how Marvel posters are. Let's stick everybody's heads on a poster mm-hmm. and they're kind of like not creative. Then there's an art to movie, movie posters, you know, historically. And so mm-hmm. I like this one because it kind of made it comic booky, had a good art to it. So mm-hmm. I thought it was really cool. Thought I'd share that before we dig in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It looks like the name of the movie is IMAX. <laughs> so that is a sick poster, though. That is a sick poster. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's dive into this. Yeah. Finally, we've been uh, talking about a solo Black Widow movie. I have felt like she needed her own movie for a while. Yeah. And, uh, and lo and behold, we got one. And then COVID happened. And then we waited, and we saw it last night. So, Efren, I'm going to let you start. All right. So we probably should just dig into this and, first of all, deal with the good like we always mm-hmm. do. It's always good to start with the good. It is. And and I know for me, uh, while watching this movie, um, I did think there's a whole lot of good in this. I like that they decided to – well, I don't know if they decided. I kind of feel like they maybe had to. But the story of digging into the Red Room, her background – like how she got brought into this world of being a Russian super spy, super assassin. Um, so I thought that was really good. The opening, the opening credits, I guess, because here's the thing, Marvel hasn't had opening credits Mm-mm. for as long as I can remember, mm-hmm. um, at least the MCU stuff. And they brought back opening credits, but they did it in such a way where the, the opening credits also told a story. So I, I yeah. really like that. And, and I like the tone that it set. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll, we'll dig into some of that later, but I thought that was really cool. And it really, they really did try to give you this like James Bond slash Mission Impossible kind of yep. feel with this movie, which I really appreciated because I'm like, mm-hmm. none of these people have superpowers really, except for the guy you saw in the Red Guardian, which we'll dig mm-hmm. into later. But, um, but you know, all the widows and stuff, they're just super assassins and like smart yeah. and stuff. So I'm glad that that's the angle that they took with this because it made a lot more sense to the Black Widow character and all the other characters that are in there. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, you know, in a, the opening montage, the opening credits, I thought the same thing. Um, when they st- it starts off a awesome cover of smells like teen spirit, yeah. um, playing in the background, which was 
like you said, it set the tone really well. And I was like, okay, what are we getting in for here? And uh, very James Bond, very uh, Mission Impossible. And you're right because you know they're assassins, they're they're spies, whatever you have it, and uh, it really dove into her backstory really, really well. Um, so yeah, it, it starts off tremendous, you know, yeah. and um, and let's see. So that's a huge part of the good. Uh, I think. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I got somebody running into the bedroom here. Anyway, uh, another part of the good. The, the cast was great. Scarlett Johansson once again nails this part, this character. Mm-hmm. She is. I've always been a fan of hers anyway, but always been a fan of hers as a uh, black widow. Um, David uh, Harbor as red guardian. We'll get into him later. I don't want to spoil anything, but uh, I thought he was great. Thought he was hilarious. Uh, but who stole the movie for me was, uh, I, and I got the IMDb machine up Florence Pugh who played Yelena Belova. I don't know. Uh, yeah, she, uh, yeah, I don't want to spoil anything, but she was the best character in this movie. In my opinion, mm-hmm. she stole the movie. Yes. Yes, and this is one that uh, with her, I mean, she did steal the movie, and this is where maybe good, kind of bad. It's kind of that in between uh, mm-hmm. with that character for me, because on the one end, we all know what happens in Endgame. Mm-hmm. Like we just we know, right? I mean, we know where Black Widow's and heading. So like, they needed if they wanted to continue this kind of storyline and have this movie exist instead of making it feel like, okay, we're just going to give you a little bit more to close out this character and be done with it. You know, obviously they're going to try to do more. So they needed her to take center stage a little bit more in this movie just mm-hmm. so they can have her continue doing things further down the line in the MCU. So, like, it made sense, but that kind of – the thing I kind of didn't like is just, like – I mean, I know Black Widow isn't just, Scar- you know, Natasha. Like, I get that. I get there's a lot, a lot of Black Widows and stuff. Like, I know that's what they're saying. But at the same time, it's like we're here to see the story of Natasha. Mm-hmm. And I felt like she, where Fl- Florence Pugh's character, you know, she stole the show a lot. And you can tell they wanted her to continue um, down the storyline for future stuff. It was just kind of like seeing Natasha take a semi backseat was a little disappointing. Yeah. But at the same time, I understand it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I think uh, this this kind of felt like her this felt like Marvel MCU Disney, whatever you call it, giving her her moment, you know, saying mm-hmm. this is your victory lap with this character because of what happened in game. This is, this is a, uh, we're going to give this to you. Um, and, um, and yeah, so definitely felt that way. And I thought she was great in it. And, um, and yeah, so trying to think of what else for the good. I thought the action was pretty good. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Ac- um, action was pretty good. It definitely kept it action packed. It kept things moving. They kept the family moving. dynamic family was really family. good. That yeah. that was I, actually. I still, <laughs> I still love you. I still love. Does everyone know Gary had a great joke after the movie? There, you know, there's a scene that you see in the trailer. They're all sitting around the dinner table and they're kind of bickering and talking. Mm-hmm. And Gary was just like, "I expected, I expected Vin Diesel to show up." Hey, family, 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 <laughs> back together. You know, it's like that's my favorite thing right now. I can't, I can't stop the Vin Diesel. If you've not seen the Vin Diesel family memes or Dominic, go check them out. They're yes. amazing. Uh, yes. But yeah, that part of it was was great. A lot of heart, a lot of character development, which you know I love, Efren. You know I love that. Yep. And, uh, but uh, that could have been done really poorly, but it wasn't. Yeah. So there, oh, you, go. there you go. Got a good shot there of the family. family. And, uh, and, we're, and this is kind of like a heartwarming port, part, port, heartwarming part of this, yeah. uh, of this movie. 
we see them and you know they're working together and things like that so i mean again these are these are some good things that happened during this movie and mm-hmm. um you know and this was and this was kind of like as we'll dig into here in a second kind of a mixed bag for me because there was i mean there was actually a lot that was good about this movie yes i mean there, there was i mean we're trying to talk about it without giving anything away um and again like the story that's why i'm having a hard time about. honestly folks I'm, I'm having a hard time not spoiling things sorry yeah. if i seem out of it that's why yeah and that's all right so digging into the bad i think we can talk about this without having to spoil anything but still get maybe a little bit of our frustrations out so um digging in gary why don't you go ahead and start us off there on what you saw that wasn't the best or was just bad in this movie marvel continues to have a villain problem mm-hmm. um yes we got thanos who's great yes we've got uh you know loki and other villains but uh there tends to be a trend where for whatever reason in these standalone solo movies, non Avenger movies, the, they just, they just don't, the villains just don't, uh, I don't know what the word is. Honestly, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm a little spacey today, but this villain, in this movie, it didn't really matter. Um, they try to make it a heartfelt moment and it just, it didn't go over well. It was kind of like, wah, wah. like, please don't do that. Oh, they did it. Dang it. Uh, yeah. You know, um, the main villain is faceless for most of the movie. Um, he's just kind of the guy in the background. And uh, so when I come away from this movie, that is the biggest issue with me is when it comes to the bad is not a great villain, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, and I'll go ahead and piggyback on this because this is one that I talked to Gary about before he watched the movie. Um, because the villain stuff, like, I, I don't get it. I don't get why they have to have another like looming villain in the background when you have mm-hmm. you know comic history wise a great villain already that you already said this person's going to be in this and, uh, and i know for me taskmaster again nothing not going to spoil anything but with taskmaster um they just dropped the ball and mm-hmm. this was disappointing for me i think I, I think most comic fans if you have read the comics you will be sorely disappointed in how they handle taskmaster Taskmaster. I mean, if you know the history of, of, of this villain, uh, you know, he is very intelligent. He is very, uh, he, you know, he has his power of being able to, you know, through a super intelligent photograph memory to be able to mimic people's um, and people's movements. That's why he can fight toe to toe with the best of them. Um, you know, he's he's gone toe to toe with Spider-Man. He's gone toe to toe with Black Widow, Hawkeye, uh, a lot, a lot of the you know, maybe more hand-to-hand kind of people, but he's gone toe-to-toe. He's given them a lot of issues. And this villain was one to truly meant to be tangled with, but it is very closely tied as well to Black Widow and her events in the Red Room and stuff. And even some of that, you know, a lot of that stuff has kind of developed and changed over the years. But, you know, there was a lot, and it had me very excited because I was very excited about this villain. This is one of my favorite um, MCU villains. Uh, because of what he brings to the table. And of course, like I said, like he fights Spider-Man and stuff. So that's always going to bring people up for me. And the fact that that they just dropped the ball. They just decided to do this thing again, this whole heartfelt thing to where Taskmaster is now connected to Black Widow and just like all this stuff. And I say this not as a spoiler, but I say this because so many movies are doing this now. They can't just have a villain where they're just the villain. And to where they're just the bad guy. And I know some people might be out there saying, you know, I just, well, I don't like it when people are just bad just because they're bad because they just want to, 
you know, rule the world or they want to see everything burn. But if we remember in recent memory, you know, our, some of our favorite villains like Heath Ledger's Joker, we love that villain because there was no rhyme or reason. He was just bad. He did just want to watch the whole world burn. And there was a, there was a little bit of mystery there because we all know, okay, obviously there's got to be something more. And even in that movie, they tangled with it. They, they talked about a little bit like, you know, he kept making up these stories because people always want to have a backstory and he just kind of made fun of that. But we love that Joker. We love what that Joker brought to the table. We love Thanos because, yes, he we may have understood his reasonings, but there's absolutely no way that any of us would have got to those links to be to say, like, well, I'm going to wipe out half of humanity. So so, yes, we understood. We understood it, but we didn't like empathize or sympathize with Thanos. We knew that he was still evil, he was still bad, he needed to be stopped. And then with Taskmaster, they did not do that, so it was very disappointing for me. Um, and so, again, like he said, the, you know, just the villain problem continues, like, stop trying to redeem villains. Mm -hmm. Like, we don't want that. None at all. Don't it. Um, we don't need it. We don't want that. We like the characters that we already had in the comics. Like, just give us that. Give us the adaptation. We don't want this new heartfelt nonsense um you know from our villains especially especially villains like taskmaster who historically never had anything sympathetic i mean dude's looking out mm -hmm. for number one like mm -hmm. cut it out like like give us that and then the other thing for me that was bad gary i know we mentioned this last night um the red guardian uh man that disappointed me so much this man is captain america's contemporary his equal just on the russian side of things and even though uh david david harbour nothing against him man he he did exactly what he was told to do oh yeah and he was he, he was great and he was great in what <laughs> he was given like he did a great job i mean so far the stuff i've seen this man in i like yeah. it and he did great <laughs> some of the stuff he said still yeah, some of the stuff he says is funny like it was great but yeah. as a comic fan it's like yeah that's not the red guardian i get they it just and so and so it makes it just upsets me that in this movie they 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 made the red guardian a giant joke mm. they didn't take him seriously at, at all and and that's not who his character is and then that they made taskmaster a, a lackey you know yeah. they're just like not that serious of a man those two things is what took me out of it and then gary i think you'd appreciate this as a batman fan a superhero is only as good as its villains oh yeah i mean that's all there is to it and so where this movie starts to fail for me is in that category is that is that you know the villains weren't strong so therefore it didn't make the it didn't make the movie as strong it didn't make black widow as strong it didn't make um you know her sister florence Pugh as character as strong uh it just kind of it kind of felt i guess i don't have to say it, it kind of felt pretty mediocre the movie felt pretty mediocre and um, you got to have something bigger, something better. And then, you know, it, it just kind of seemed like what we have talked about before. You need to tell a good story. And if you don't tell a good story, if you're more concerned about about getting a message across than you are about telling a good story that has a good message to get across, that's where things start to break down a little bit. And that's where I think that this movie started breaking down is I didn't feel like they wanted they had a good story. They had a good basis. They had a good foundation mm -hmm. to, to tell. But instead of telling that good story with these good characters, they decided to focus more on the message behind it. There goes Cash. 
<laughs> telling this about his message behind it and they did about focusing on the good story that they that they had they had this good story mm -hmm. they just decided but we want to make sure this message gets across instead and that's where things yeah. started breaking down for me well they had a good yeah you had a good story they had a good message however which you know the message being um i, I guess it was free will i guess the importance of that the importance of choosing your own path or whatever but um but yeah it was just uh you know, continuing to message, uh, yeah. propaganda over story. Yep. And that's, and that's the big thing. And again, mm -hmm. I, we could tell you what that message is, but mm -hmm. it would spoil a lot, but anyways, um, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah. And that, that's where I just think like, man, just tell the good story. You had all the elements there mm -hmm. and you tapped into those elements. Like we talked about with the good already, you tapped into them, but you didn't completely go all the way in and especially in a movie that for me i told um you know just telling everyone watching like i'm just like man this movie probably would have done better if it did come out after civil war like yeah. it should have that's um, my biggest issue which I, I don't know really what to do about it honestly i mean nothing i can't do anything about it yeah. however that is my biggest issue more so than the villain problem uh is the fact that this movie was about four 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 or five years too late Mm -hmm. um one one other reviewer i watched said it best he said his i think his year was a little bit wrong but he said the best movie of 2014 comes out today and yeah. basically because this movie it should have been right after civil war because yeah. it took it took me out of the movie thinking back to where it was trying to follow and i don't like to be taken out of movies you know i want to you know and and this right. was kind of like honestly and i don't want to sound harsh or whatever but you know, I think we, I think a lot of people wanted to see a Black Widow movie for a long time. Like I said, I know I did, but I think it wasn't, they, they can say what they want, that they already had it planned, but I think they, it was after the success of Wonder Woman, you know, mm -hmm. and stuff like that now. And it's just, it's, it's too, it's, it's too late, you know? Um, and I think that, 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 is, we're talking about the bad, that is my biggest issue with this movie is it's yeah. just, it's just, it's too late. Right. And the thing is, like, if this would have came out after Civil War, where there's already mm -hmm. a lot of speculation on, man, who's going to survive Infinity War? Who's going to mm -hmm. die? And, and you had this movie come out right after Civil War leading into that and being like, what did they take her out now? I think mm -hmm. it would have saved a lot of the stakes. Because I know for me, it's like I'm watching this movie. And sure, it was a fun ride for most of it. But it was kind of like, but you know what's going to happen. Like, there's no stakes mm -hmm. to it. Like, you don't mm -hmm. think it just kind of like, uh, okay, that's, that's fine, I guess. You know, it's kind of like watching the Star Wars prequels. Yeah. Like... Yeah, you're trying yeah. to find out a little bit more of the story and background, but you know where it's heading. So yeah. any kind of stakes and stuff, like you know Obi-Wan's going to survive. So you're not really worried about whatever he's doing or if he or his fights. And so mm -hmm. that's where that's where timing, I think they messed this one up. They they missed an yeah. opportunity to do it right after Civil War. I think uh the 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 what the conclusion I came to about this movie earlier was I think it's a good action movie. So overall, it's a good movie, but it's not a good comic book movie, and I don't think it's a great MCU movie. Mm -hmm. I, th I think I think that's kind of where I came to, if that makes any sense at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes sense. It makes sense. So, I mean, I mean, so that's kind of like I know on the good and bad aspect of things that we kind of, you know, land on. I mean, because again, mm -hmm. there, I mean, there's there's some good stuff. I mean, I mean, again, like bringing it up. Uh, Hold on, where's it? I said this one, yeah. I mean, like, 
I mean, these two right here obviously carried the entire movie. Oh, yeah. They were I great. Mean, I mean, they were great. They played their parts to a T. Um, mm -hmm. I just think that they should have been handed a little bit better of a script. That's all. Yeah. Like Their banter know. was really good. You yeah. Know? Um, and Florence Pugh, that's you know the actress name. I can pronounce that name, not her actual name in the movie. Yeah. But uh, I want to see her in more stuff because I thought she was, like I said, she was the best part about this movie. And that's not a knock on Scarlett Johansson. Um, the mantle be of Black Widow being handed to yeah. her, you know, I think is is good. Um, but uh, but yeah, this isn't a knock on any of the actors. I don't think what you said about Red Guardian. I can't speak to that because I know very little of the character. Um, you know, it's not a knock on David Harbor, but it's more knock on the script, I guess. Yeah, the writing. Yeah, the script. The script is. I mean, that's what it comes down to. Act actors and actresses can only do. Only do what they can with what they've been given. Mm -hmm. So that's why for me, like I never, I don't always say, well, this actor was horrible in this, unless they just were literally, just not good. Yeah, yeah, unless they were just, uh, they just weren't good. Like, like if their acting was terrible and they weren't believable, that's one thing. If they were phoning it in, that's one thing. But mm -hmm. like nobody in this movie was doing that. Mm -mm. Everybody took their role seriously and acted it and did a great job in it. Rachel Wise, you know, oh, yeah. did a great job as well. Yeah. Um, so like you know those Actually, things, those they would have given fine. her a little bit more to do yeah exactly they should have given her more to do because that mm -hmm. she's a great actress as well like you have these great actors and actresses in this movie they should have given them way more to do and given them a little bit more depth to each character so we can see their range because mm -hmm. it would almost it almost felt like at times they were holding back mm -hmm. because it just that's just what they had to do um so moving right along uh what do you think uh, so i guess i'll start this one off um, so for the pastor, we talked about this a little bit earlier, um, probably just uh, from a pastor perspective, really the the focus on family. And the mm -hmm. reason why I like this focus on family is because they weren't actually family. Yeah. Right. Like they were, you know, they, they, they try not to spoil anything, but I mean, it just they were family, but they weren't. OK. And when you watch the movie, you'll see how it all unfolds and stuff like that. But just being able to see how a group of people with the same with with the same commonality this you know, and and of what they're working towards the same goals the same purpose just seeing those things come together and then being family out of that um i thought was great i thought that was i mean like for us as ministers a great depiction of the church like mm -hmm. you're not actually blood relatives but you can still find family outside of your blood and mm -hmm. how tight those relationships can become and what they can lead to the future and i thought for me, that was like the biggest, from a pastor perspective, kind of takeaway of what was great about this movie. Yeah. Yeah, I took that away from it, and I spoke to that earlier. I thought that was one of the best parts of the movie. Um, also, talking about, because the, the, a big part of this movie was how Natasha and her and these widows these are raised how they're you know it's kind of like if you ever see that Kurt Russell movie Soldier you know dating myself a little bit where kids are just put into this system to be trained. Right killers that's what this is and that's how she's raised mm -hmm. and the the portion of the movie deals with her and her sister struggling with being raised that way and how they were spoken to and how and i was just like it really made me think because this is just how you know i think f and i are both like this at, you know as a youth minister as someone's working in children's ministry it's like a reminder it's like you know these kids we work with and you know we're saying kid, not, not you know my kids personally my dog you know they uh <laughs> They remember they're going to remember how we're 
treating them, how we're raising yeah. them. And, and it's, it was just a reminder last night. I'm not raising to be assassins or nothing, but you know, I was about the things that I carry with me, you know, hey, you know, uh, things that I still carry with me. It's like, you know what, how we speak and how we treat, you know, people, but especially these kids that their minds are molding or, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. It matters tremendously. If that made any sense at all. I may not have made sense at all today, folks. I am. My mind's everywhere. Today. I get it. Hey, no, it's like, it's like, for instance, I know I'm doing a decent job as a father because my middle dollar, middle, middle daughter, man, I can't even talk today. My middle daughter said, you know, I think I'm growing up in the wrong family. I think I should have grown up in a family of ninjas. And you know what? I'm like, apparently I'm doing something right. If she thinks she should be a ninja. Not so, a ninja. I like it. So I'm very excited yeah. about that. Speaking of while we're on air, I'll address this. We're at dinner at Efren, Efren's house last night. And his oldest daughter, Salo, is asking when she can watch Jurassic Park. And how old is Salo? Seven, eight? Nine. She's, She's nine. nine. I'm sorry. I'm telling her. Uh, You're yeah. good. And, uh, Nala's seven. Okay. Gotcha. And she asked me how old I was when I went and saw Jurassic Park. I did not help matters at all. I was like, I was five. <laughs> yeah. So I just want to say on air, sorry about that. I did not help your cause <laughs> with, your, with your oldest daughter. Because you're like, maybe 12, maybe, you know. And I was just like, yeah, well, maybe 11, five. we'll see. As so, I said, I'm sitting there eating my dinner. I was like, I probably shouldn't have said that. So I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and no, she did say, well, he was five and he turned out okay. But not uh, yeah. sales. Like, no, no, I did not. <laughs> I know. That was my thing. I was like, yeah, you don't know Gary very well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, It's like, I know my kids, man. Like. <laughs> Like they're gonna have nightmares with some of the scenes in that movie. Like there's just no chance. Oh no doubt, no doubt. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but yeah, speaking of all that, thinking of all that dad <laughs> stuff, man. Moving right in yeah. <laughs> to the dad aspect of Black Widow. Um, yeah, go ahead, Gary. What you think, man? I started the last one. You start this one. Uh, I mean, yeah, the family concept, uh, dad stuff as dads. I mean, PG thirteen. Follow that. Um, not nothing too bad content wise. It's Marvel action. Um, yeah little bit of language here and there but nothing you know no earmuff moments um yeah. you know but yeah and that's really it i mean i can't really think of anything yeah i mean honestly this is this is one of those movies that i mean on like even for me i know it's pg-13 but even for me if you got a 10 year old mm-hmm. you know maybe fourth fifth grade honestly whatever words that are said in that movie they've probably already heard it from the elementary school unfortunately yeah probably from so, the teachers yeah probably from the teachers this past year so like you know, I mean, there's nothing gory anywhere near gore or anything like yeah. that. I mean, I, th- I think the most graphic scene in the movie was when uh, Red Guardian is playing his arm, his arm wrestling and oh, he yeah. breaks this dude's wrist. Yeah, you have a couple of scenes where you see like yeah. bones are broken and yeah. legs, but yeah, there's no blood yeah, there's or anything yeah. like that. Like it's no. nothing too crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, your kid's best on that one. Um, yeah. and, and even the action, this actually kind of ties back to the bad to me is a lot of the action is under the shaky cam stuff and yes. i hate shaky cam action um so i mean even then you don't see too much unfortunately yeah. um yeah. you know unfortunately because i, I want to see good fighting choreography especially with a character like black widow with hand oh, no stuff no um, doubt so they did a lot of the shaky cam nonsense which is annoying um mm-hmm. so even then your kids probably won't even notice the violence because yeah. of yeah. because of some of that so um so yeah i mean if you're more if you're a lot more conservative stick to the pg-13 if you're a little bit more lenient, I mean, I would even say like if your kids are on 10, 11, it might not be too bad. Um, yeah. But if they haven't seen any other MCU stuff, they're going to be completely lost. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's that too. Yeah. that Yeah. Watch, watch the other stuff first. Um, so you're ready to rate this thing. I am yeah. struggling with my rating. Yeah. yeah and that's the thing. I, knew, I know there'd be a little bit of a struggle here. I know. 
Uh, <sighs> I mean, I, I think people have heard it, you know, from us as well. It's just kind of like, man, like we're going back and forth a lot, but we have got to get to a rating. It really was a good movie, and that should be all that matters, but it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It doesn't, and I don't know. So you're struggling. I'm struggling a little bit. I guess I'll just go first. Maybe and thing is, it's hard for me because, as as you know, as as everyone knows, I, I'm a I'm a Marvel fan. You know, mm-hmm. when it comes to DC, I have certain heroes that I love from the DC. Other than that, I could care less. But when it mm-hmm. comes to Marvel, I kind of love Marvel You're collectively. Marvel yeah. I'm a Marvel guy. I want to love every single Marvel movie. I want to be like fours, fives on every Marvel movie. Um, unfortunately, I cannot. And, uh, and, and I, and I struggled, uh, Gary, people watching between a two and a three with this. I struggled. Oh, wow. Okay. Because, because of my, because of everything I said earlier. Yeah. Right. So I went, you know, I, so I went back and forth. Is it a two? Is it a three? Where am I at? And where I'm finally landing and I'll give my reason. My final landing is I am giving it a three. It's still, there's still a lot good in this movie. Mm-hmm. There's still like if, if I if I was to take away my comic book knowledge mm-hmm. and and I didn't have like all the comic book knowledge, I didn't know what Taskmaster was supposed to be like. I didn't know what the Red Guardian was supposed to be like. I mean, they even name dropped another Russian hero or Russian villain kind of guy and that upset me. Uh, how the story was supposed to unfold. I knew all that. But if I didn't know all those things, I probably would have liked this movie a lot more. And I think that's why I'm giving it a three because for those of you who don't know the comic book history and the comic stories, I think you will enjoy this movie. I think you will. Yeah. Uh, And I think, sorry, I'm going to interrupt you. I apologize. And I think that was the consensus with us, you know, riding back last night. It was, I definitely could tell I enjoyed it more than you did Mm -hmm. because of that reason alone, because I, you guys know, I don't know the comics. Um, I I know what you tell me, you know, right and the basics um mm-hmm. well you might as well leave the three up there because i'm going three as right. well um a solid three good movie um enjoyed it uh but i i was the opposite though i was i really wanted it to be a four um okay. then when the movie opens i'm like this is a four this is gonna be a four i, I wasn't thinking five i didn't want going into it thinking five right you know i tried it but but as it kept on i was like oh man it's a three it's a three mm-hmm. and then we said ah dang it three you know i want it to be a four but it's a three Solid movie. Go see it. Check it out. Yeah. Um, because like I said, I, I think this is, you know, it's definitely watchable. Definitely worth seeing though. Mm-hmm. Um, but my question to you, mm-hmm. is it shelf worthy? See, and that's where I, I think, I think it will be shelf worthy. I think and so. I th- as well. and, and I think I have to go with it because I've always said, I think I said it a while back. If a movie is three or above, yeah, shelf like worthy. A four or five, a hundred percent. Four or mm-hmm. five, a hundred percent shelf worthy. Mm-hmm. A three is the 50 50, two and one, not a chance. So, yeah. since I landed on a three, but yep. for the sake alone of continuity, I would probably do it. But yeah. so, like, I was already thinking when I go back and have my girls watch the entire MCU, I would probably it. stick this movie where it belongs. Mm-hmm. I'll probably have them watch it after Civil War. Now, normally, I don't do that. Like, I don't say, okay, we got to watch Captain America first because. Yeah chronologically that happens first like normally i don't care but yeah. up until this movie specifically i felt like they released this one at the wrong time it did and um, that's and that's the biggest like i said that's the biggest issue um mm-hmm. alone and yeah it'll be shelf worthy for me 
because you know, I, you know, it's definitely gonna be rewatchable. Um, when you do watch it back with people, though, uh, there is an end credit scene. If you watch it in that order, save don't show the end credit scene if they yeah, haven't done the other stuff. Um, because I'll just say this: the end credit scene is in present Marvel time. Um, yes. But uh, yeah, it'll be shelf worthy for me. And yeah, the three is a solid rating on my end. Four is my hats off. Five is the masterpiece. And with a hats off, but uh, it's not quite a hats off, but it's a solid. And I'll buy this on four. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and, and here's the thing too, Gary. When I went back and thought about this, I gave Wonder Woman eighty four too. This is not yeah. as bad as Wonder Woman eighty four. Oh no, no, no. So no, that no, was no, another no, reason why I was like, nope this yeah. this needs to this can't go lower than a three. Yeah, but I, I think I gave it a two also, forward. didn't I? Didn't I give it a two? Uh, I can't I remember. So. I have to I go back. Yeah, this yeah. is nowhere. This is much better than that movie. Yes, much better. Not quite as good as the first Wonder Woman, in my opinion, but. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. So there you go, folks. If you're a comic yeah. fan like me, you'd probably feel like me disappointed a lot along the rage. Way. Yeah. If uh, nerd rage, <laughs> yeah. if you, if you don't have all that history, if you're just enjoying the ride, that is yeah. the MCU, then mm -hmm. I think you'll really enjoy this movie. So definitely go check it out. Um, yeah. And just, and just see what they did here. A nice, a nice little send off to Natasha Romanoff. Played yeah. by Scarlett Johansson, I think that was Thank great. I service. think she did great with this role, and I feel I did feel that this was a good send off to her. I just wish she was. was a little bit more of a star in her own movie, but you know, again, yeah. I get it. So um, definitely worth it. Definitely go watch it. Give give her give this character the send off it deserves, yeah. and um, just go enjoy the Marvel the MCU back in theaters uh, where they belong. Yep, and thanks for watching. As always, yeah. as always. So don't forget to subscribe if you haven't yet. There you go. I pushed the wrong thing. Subscribe if you haven't yet. Tell people about us. Hit the like. Turn on the bell so mm -hmm. you don't miss out on future videos. And then, of course, as you guys know, next week we have one more episode of Loki that we will be reviewing next yes. Thursday. Make sure to check us out for that. Loki. Yep. And then uh, we'll have a brand new episode next Friday as well for you guys. And yep. uh, as real pastors, just keep on rolling. We are rolling. All right. Yeah. All right. Peace out, See homie. everybody.